Build a Faraday. I well, it's not that hard to build a Faraday cage. Yeah, yeah. Okay, are we? Wrap the zoom recorder in foil. You, do we want to start? Sure. I'm waiting on you to say yes. Cold right? open. None. There's no this. The only cold open would just be us. Just trying to us four minutes in trying to. I don't know. You all are listening to lame. Finally. Finally. Ah! Finally. <laughs> it's here. The Lexington All Staff Meeting Experience. <gasps> That's right, baby. Yes! <laughs> That's really, really good. Fucking did it. Thank you. Thank you for just thought of it all my own this time. Really I'm good. uh I'm Aaron. Uh, I'm Jenry. I'm Claire. I'm Charlie. And um it's the twenty third of September twenty twenty one. You can uh, follow us on Twitter. At LamePod. You can email us at LexLamePod at gmail.com for all of your sticker requests. And for the sticker requests we brought on the show today, sticker designer Claire Thompson from ClaireThompsonArt.com. Whoa. I'm so happy to be here, guys. I'm feeling thrilled. Yeah, that's great. Um, that's the only other person in the studio today. Um, anyway, continuing. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you've been asking, the fans have been wanting to know, will we ever get Charlie on the podcast? And I said, no, the sort of physics required um, in making that happen wouldn't be possible. But uh, folks, it's happened, thank God, through sort of a mass ritual and sort of um, loose interpretations of salt circle physics. Um, we manifested this. We quite literally, um, we are we are happy to at least for some period of time um, have contained Charlie in the on air room. Not for long. Yeah, this is, um, <laughs> folks. We'll have to make quick work of this one. Um, we're gonna do. This is a news podcast, so we're gonna do some news, and then afterwards, um, we're gonna have a fun side B. Um, any spoilers? It's theory. It's theory. Yeah. Um, They're calling it Karl Marx. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I didn't add this to the thing, but um, side A, as we always have to start with, is um, uh, COVID news. People are just starting to die now, like in notable positions. Um, the We're up to like 30-something general school faculty deaths across the entirety of Kentucky. The third employee at, Lee and Ca at one county elementary school has died. Um, and uh, the first student um, in Fayette County has died, um, like a 15-year-old has died. Um, so, folks, the trauma, we thought the um, the uh, random and at will school shootings were good. But I think um, I think this is a we're making great progress. And um, you can tell we're making great progress because the Kentucky National Guard has been deployed to the uh, UK health system. Um, so if you're going to Good Sam or Chandler, rest, you're in the troops hands now. Um, it was I mean, they're in there in like Pikeville. But yeah, well, they're here too. They're here Chandler that. Hospital has been has changed their um, HVAC to have more negative pressure in their um, I don't know their children's wing because they have more there are more COVID patients under eighteen than ever before, um, and the hospital is struggling to meet capacity. Um, if that's a little too down, folks, we have a classic for you on lame a lame special, if you will, another bomb threat at a school. Um, this one was really good. Uh, so someone, so at around noon this Tuesday, that's September 21st, someone called in and um, like called in on their school tip line and said that they had bombs at four high schools, four Lexington high schools, um, uh, not Tades Creek. So make of that what you will. 
Um, <laughs> this was a. Um, they said we have these bombs on campus right now, and if you don't immediately give us five hundred thousand dollars in Bitcoin. <laughs> We're going to do it, which I'm curious if it's like a real tip line. Like, did they have to read their Bitcoin address out over the phone? Um, what happens if they missed a character? This is uh, what I'm saying. Children's lives are enhanced. Well, of course they weren't. I mean, the bomb wasn't real. Um, They're describing a QR code for their. Um... Yeah, that's good. And then it's a little and then one little to the left. Now I went to the right. Move over space. There's one there. Um, and they did that for the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so there's no. There was no bomb. Um, however, four high schools were all out, outside, out of their places in the rain. Um, as it is, it only it, it can't be a sunny day and also be a bomb threat day. Um, this is a a leading correlation that we've been reporting on at Lame. Um, the FBI and the uh, even more um, ominously named Police Intelligence Unit in Lexington have been um, working hard on this case, and they have in fact determined in some manner that the. Uh, threat came from outside the school system the, pew. the call is coming from outside the house <laughs> um so yeah that's whatever um everyone knows that this is what i um th- this is a hill i died on in 2019 and um i guess they brought me back for more tor- for more torture um curbside paper recycling might be coming back um they're working hard on it as they have been since may of 2019 remember folks COVID did not cause the end of pay, uh, the end of recycling. Um, it, it, simply other other dumb things. This is what happens when your entire recycling um, systems and across all municipalities in America are based on a like we're going to sell it to China based model and not like a recycling model. This is the most. This is the biggest lie about recycling. But this is coming. This is coming um, around in a different way um, after. <laughs> Over $4 million will be spent to renovate our recycling center to make it possible to recycle paper. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We've had recycling in the city for decades now, and um, it is still, to date, at the time of recording, impossible to recycle newspaper. It's cool. We love it. Um, at least curbside, right? Because they had the yellow box outside the Herald-Leader. Yeah, the yellow boxes, and those will actually be suspended while they're working on the things. So we will... I guess the answer is recycle your paper at UK. Bring all your paper to UK to recycle because they do. I don't know. They just they accept paper. I don't know if they actually do real recycling. I mean, that's a. I'm kind of hesitant to even actually accept anything about the the recycling world. They uh, re- they accept the recycling paper, but they like grind it up into some pulp and then they do like some blood magic and inject it into Eli Capaluto. That's great. Um, that's. Almost as um almost as fictional and as cool as the promise of carbon capture technology. So um I'm really um I'm really feeling excited. So the city is shutting down the center from uh December fourteenth December thirteenth to March fourteenth, twenty twenty two. So um yeah, I just don't don't bother. Um a quote the recycling industry is in a time of change. Um we are aligning and sorting and our processing systems to keep up with industry changes. So I guess we will try to actually recycle now. The recycling industry is turning a big leaf by actually recycling. Um, so, but they're going to, okay, well, they claim that recycling actually won't be stopping because the city is looking to hire a private contractor um, to haul the recycling. But um, if you all tune into our Scott County garbage episode, um, uh, 
you cannot trust private contractors an inch to deal with waste in any proper way. Um, but yeah. What's the, do you know the latest update on Scott County garbage situation? I don't, I think I'm not really, no, I don't think there's any, mm. I haven't, I haven't looked too hard, but I haven't, nothing's come back up in any meetings that I've been aware of. I don't know. I can't wait. Someone email me right now. I hear you emailing. Go faster. Lexlanepot at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Brief, nice, short side A. Oh, can um, I add some stuff to side A? I have some breaking Well, news. good. Well, thank God. No, by God, get in here. <laughs> These are both Beth oh, Musgrave articles. Thanks, Beth. Beth Musgrave wrote the recycling article, by the way. Yeah, this is a Beth Musgrave heavy episode. So we have some new... Every episode um, is. We've got some new uh, updates for the Legacy Trail. Oh, great. Great. Um, Go team. They're not good. Oh, oh, fuck. Um, this one came to us yesterday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, Beth Musgrave writes, Construction of a new turn lane for the new Amazon facility on Newtown Pike will affect outbound traffic and a shoulder currently used by cyclists and pedestrians to bypass the closed section of the Legacy Jesus Trail. Jesus fucking <laughs> Christ, man. <laughs> the shoulder will be closed 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the duration of the work, which is expected to start Friday and continue through the end of October. Jesus fucking oh Christ, man. The, the right outbound lane will towards I-64 and 75 will be closed from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. intermittently. Call your city council. This is something they actually give a shit about. Um, I, When we put Jeffrey Bezos' head on a pike, it will not be for any of the uh, traditional things. It will be because... It will be because oh <laughs> blasting here. God. God, the photos are always so fucked up, too. Um, We're looking at, um, for, for the listener, I'm showing everybody the uh, trail closed. Wasn't time. it our um, show art? It was, yeah. yeah. If you go back, uh, don't call a counselor on vacation a couple weeks ago. We talked yeah. about this. But it's the uh, the road closed, but they didn't have a trail closed sign. So they just wrote it masking tape. Trail. Trail. <laughs> That's great, man. Um, Beth Musgrave says um, cyclists and other users should be aware that the use of heavy equipment to dig and build the new turn lane will make the shoulder impassable. Trail users have have been using the shoulder to bypass the closed segment of the trail. That will not be possible now during the turn lane construction. The section of the trail is closed between Andino Boulevard and Newtown Springs. Trail users who want to avoid the area until construction is complete can use an alternate route. It connects Silver Springs Drive to Hollow Creek Road. God. Consult the bike map for options. Consult the bike map. And then I, I tried to, like, actually... Oh, look, and, you, and you were like, okay, I'll consult the bike map. I consulted the bike map, and I couldn't find what she was talking about. Fuck, man. But maybe I'm Typical. just, like, maybe I'm just blind and dumb. That could be true, but this is an audio-based medium, so you're probably in the safe. Um, so, she says, okay... Oh, God. ...to go... Up oh, is, is that it right there, that dip down? So, that would, yeah, that, I guess that would involve crossing New Circle Road. So, the part where... <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> the safe alternative. North, not, not just any part of New Circle Road, North New, north new Circle yeah. Road. Yeah. What's, like, like the, uh, like, like, north, northeast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, I guess that's an option. Uh, do you really want to do that to yourself? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if that's even remotely a possibility, but it is technically possible, I guess. Um, Fuck. That's the legacy trail update. The second piece of news: a new <gasps> era. No fucking way! Holy shit! Wait. Just came in. Hey. Just fresh off the presses. Or at four o'clock. Like no way! An hour ago. Wow. This oh is God. the hottest wow. of hot news. Okay, is um is uh Fred Rogers getting his? Well, Fred it's going to be the, Ken- Fred- the Kentucky. This is how it starts. Guys, I'm losing his names. 
No, Fred Mills, thank God. Is Fred, Fred Mills Rogers coming back? Lovely day in the yeah, yeah, he's not a nice uh, man. The Kentucky They're Theater nice could man. be back open by Christmas. Could. I don't Lucky. like that. Lexington Lair. <laughs> Lexington Lair. <laughs> that's, my, that's my fucking softball team, the Lexington Layers. I love that. <laughs> Lexington Mayor Linda Gorton announced Friday that the Friends of Kentucky Theater, a nonprofit created in 2012, has been recommended to uh, recommend it as a new management group for the Kentucky's only for Lexington's only independent theater. Fuck yeah. The city owns the Kentucky Theater building. Well, this is good. These are mm-hmm. the people. Mm-hmm. This is Fred Mills is with this group. Um, thank God. I knew their whole... F- the. <sighs> Can you imagine if, like, um, I don't know, this was, like, one of the... Um, somehow this is, like, how the uh, studios get back in control mm-hmm. of theaters. Um, just, like, you know... Oh, great. Marvel Studios owns your um, theater. Um, well, don't... don't well. Don't celebrate too soon. Fuck. No. Because, I mean, it's basically going to happen. But the Lexington Council has to sign off on the contract. Yeah. It needs to be in the Call your counselors. It's it's going to be on the agenda for the next meeting on the 30th. The contract would begin November 1st and end on the 31st of October 2022. But it could be renewed automatically for five years. I'm going, if this, dear, dear Lord in heaven, dear city counselor, dear my local counselor, dear Hannah Legree, if you put the friends of kentucky theater back i promise i will i will go to con- to the theater every week I will. I will literally go to the theater every week oh hey there she is we got everybody there we got the mayo we got um hayward Wilkerson. <laughs> <laughs> wow really immediately striking out and then handle agree and uh james brown. And james brown gang's all there yeah um he's got the popcorn oh god that's cringe oh. um <laughs> Well, you know what? I'm, well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Thank God. Uh, maybe they'll do another good sticker run too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's um, basically. That, oh God! And there's that one photo of the guy putting up the "We'll be closed" at the beginning uh, of the. Yeah. Uh, God. Um, to our to our loyal patrons. If you've ever tuned, if you've ever loaded Kentucky.com, you've seen this photo. Is all I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have anything else. To that's add. it. Oh, that's so you're, oh, so we're free. Yeah, we're free to go into the middle section. That's that's right. We are. You all are listening to lame the Lexington All Staff Meeting Marxist Experience. All right, I'm quick, Aaron. get in as much shop dog as possible. I'm Jenry. I'm Charlie. I'm Claire. I'm Aaron. I already said I'm that. Jenry. I'm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Charlie. <laughs> I'm Claire. What are we still doing it again? a special episode. We have with us Claire Thompson from ClaireThompsonArt.com and Charlie <laughs> Carey, executive producer of Lame. I know, I love amazing. every time you say from ClaireThompsonArt.com. Like, I don't... It implies something... It's just my website. You're like, I, she's, you might know her from ClaireThompsonArt.com. <laughs> you undersell yourself on our podcast. I'm not underselling myself... Oh, okay. I'm not. What I'm saying is the way you phrase it, every time I listen to it, it makes it sound like you guys are like, oh, you might know her from ClaireThompsonArt.com <laughs> as if that precedes me. You know what I'm saying? Do you understand? It does, though. It's my website. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, this is this is immediately becoming the worst middle section. I have, um, um, I have a story. Oh, great. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I was uh, driving around eastern Kentucky this past weekend. Okay. And I stop in Moorhead, mm-hmm. and I went to the uh, Justice for North Fork, uh, Ground Zero. Oh no way! Yeah, um, and I wa- I wanted to see how it went down. Oh. And so I was, 
you actually can't like go walk around in there. Because oh really? Because it's, like, yeah, it's, it's like in a construction release. zone. It's an active construction zone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm press. You have to let me in. Basically, yeah, I should have flashed my lame press pass, Charlie. Where where are those? Uh, they're they're on the way. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we need to. We'll, we'll, we got to start working on some. Apparently, press passes are more or less a lie, as has been explained to me by management. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I went up there and checked it out. Um, it's depressing. They tore down all the all the houses. Um, some of them are going to D.C. I think one of them was like a delegate to like a housing uh, conference recently. Okay. Um, I should I should know more about this, but I remember just reading about it. And that's the, why that's why you didn't include it on side A. I in, get in it. The email dispatch, you know. Yeah. yeah but yeah. go listen to Tiff Talk if you don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, Tiff Talk, commonly cited episode of Lame. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You can follow us on Twitter at LamePod. Email us at LexLamePod at gmail.com. We have stickers. Okay, folks. The stickers, they're good. They're Claire, beautiful. can you speak to the... Yeah, talk about the stickers. Uh, what do you want me to say about the stickers? Just positive things. They're really fun. They're really cute. Thanks. You can put them on your car. Good. I got one on my car. Nice. Um, and if you don't get one, it's going to break my heart. Nice. Perfect. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And they're free. They're free. They're literally free. And I got some new stamps today. I'll send them. Okay, send them your way. Oh, yeah. You will. I was like, don't send them the stamps. And I was like, you literally have to. That's great. Um, <laughs> they're cute. That's literally what they're for. Uh, email us lexlamepod at gmail dot com. We're trying to use stamps as currency, um, but just like in your day to day life. Bring back, bring back the uh, post office as a banking system. Well, yeah. That's um, any anyone can get on board with that, mm-hmm. but we're not. It's kind of whatever. I mean, um, yeah, it was you, good. If you tip over one of the robots, send us a picture, and we this will. This is true. The jihad has not been called off um, uh, against the fucking stupid robot things. Um, I've been meaning to try and take some photos of the dumb. There's been some promotional signage around town in around UK campus trying to promote these things. These things are fucking stupid. I watched one try to just climb over a curb. It didn't work. Idiots. Idiots. Nefarious and sinister about them. When I see one, I no. like I feel the need to cross the street so I don't have to walk by it. Seriously, I mean they're they they are logging unironically. I mean, if they're not logging their data, they're making a bad corporate decision mm-hmm. to do that. Um to not do that. I saw some kid walking around with a starship sweatshirt the other day. Oh, the enemy. Um And I'm like, what the hell? Why? Why? First of all, how'd you even get that? Second of all, why are you wearing it? <laughs> it's fucked up. What can I say? Um, yeah, uh, all thinking machines, um, especially, uh, but primarily the the things that the thinking machines that get in the way of us being on the road, not on the road, are on our sidewalks. Mm-hmm. We cannot let these things steal the sidewalk. They already stole the road from us. Our, our God-given right as pedestrians to walk wherever we please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you getting a little closer to the mic there, Aaron? Yeah, I can get I mean, closer. just like, like just turn, like, turn it towards you or something. I don't know why you're so... All right. Cool, great. Thanks. Are we, are we ready to start theory time? Let's go into it. I think we're going to skip the critical questions. Good. <laughs> Maybe put them in the, in the show notes. In the show I think notes. that could be funny. Critical questions from today's theory lecture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fill them out and mail them to lexlamepod at gmail.com to yeah, enter wait. a raffle for a new Tesla. <laughs> 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 Can 
we talk about Grimes and Elon Musk? I was up? just no. going to bring They broke up today. Talk about it right now, then. They talk broke up right today. Now, so they broke up today. It's a, well, listen, I feel like my podcast has to be a, like it's not culture your, criticism. Okay. If it was my podcast. Yeah, if it was my not. podcast. No. But okay, so so Grimes is single again. But I will say, before we found out that, before Grimes announced that her and Elon Musk were having a child, I thought they had broken up because of the Azalea Banks thing. Oh, no. I thought that that was the end of the relationship and, and Azalea Banks be calling Grimes a meth head and all that I shit. Feel like that she was, was being held hostage in Elon Musk's house and I everything. I feel like that was yeah. the beginning of the end. But then they had a child after that. That is true. See, well, well, I found out recently they call that child X, which I, Thanks. I guess is the... Yeah, well, <laughs> did you see that thing where Grimes is like, oh, my son doesn't call me mom, he calls me Claire, because her name's Claire. Yeah. Oh my God. Which is so fucked. Your, my child goes, Grimes, can I, <laughs> can I have some help? Grimes. So evil. <laughs> well, I saw in the in the page six article that they're still, quote, Elon Musk and are still, quote, unquote, in love, very much spending time together and very much going to co-parent. Oh. So I'm like, what? He so just, what happened? He just, they're opening Elon up Musk the has spent too much time with his little shit that he's doing and it's funny because i'm in la for her career it's amazing because together elon is not i can't name you a guy who does less do you know what i mean what i'm saying like i mean not to not to spoil wage labor and capital but uh i genuinely (laughs) don't see what either of them sees in the other (laughs) no it's actually horrific and disgusting and i as a successful podcaster myself if i would I, i wouldn't have a kid with grimes but i would um I would enter into some sort of relationship with Grimes for the um, for the uh, uh, the audience that it would bring to land. See, but here's the problem. Yeah, I know. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Oh, this this is perfect. Is, um, she's a free agent now, man. Yeah, this so is I didn't my... But here's the thing: when Grimes, when Grimes and Elon Musk got together, Elon Musk didn't gain any new fans. Grimes just lost all of her fans. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, I'm trying to help her because I think lame. Will, oh, I think lame I see. fans will you like go the Grimes. other way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, actually, image. you're so right. Actually, this actually would help Grimes' career more than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is great. <laughs> it was great. And then me and Grimes did Speed for like a week, a yeah. locked in a room, and we came out with the best podcast ever. Sorry, um, Aaron. This is great. Lame <laughs> <laughs> is over. New podcast. Yeah, well, no, we'll New podcast with Grimes. Yeah, that's my side project. Yeah, if I ever die, that's who you're replacing. I think about Aaron dying a lot, actually. Um, I'm just no like, way. well, I'm just like, I'm like, what is the next episode of Lane going to look like? Because I have to acknowledge it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to, I think I would like. You do one memorial episode where you're like, Aaron's gone, guys. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I'm here's side read, A. I'm just. Oh yeah, I'm gonna do side A, and I'm gonna be like top of the news hour. Aaron's dead. Um, yeah, first, first item then, on the agenda. And then we're gonna have sort of like a best of Aaron. Um, <laughs> a montage. And, then, so funny. and I'm gonna keep stalling until either I get someone new, or even better, I hire an impersonator. Mm, and okay. I'm like, I am paying this person a uh, hundred bucks an hour. And they have been training themselves like um, on Aaron's voice mm-hmm. and they are going to be Aaron. I think that's great. So Aaron, welcome on. Um, and there's a, <laughs> but in some other lives too, whatever, can we get into, <laughs> can we start this? <laughs> you bring us in. <clears throat> you are listening to the Lexington shit. <laughs> You guys that's, are listening to the Lexington all the staff meeting experience. <laughs> that's the impersonator. That's why you messed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An unrelated note. Here's Aaron. <laughs> Aaron is dead, and they replaced her. Yeah, man. Um, 
You, okay. This is the Lexing. This is lame. The acronym for today is the Lexington All Staff Meeting Experience because all the staff is here. You just heard us say our names in the middle section, but I love hearing it again. I'm Jenry. I'm Charlie. I'm Aaron. I'm Claire. <laughs> yeah. Always laying the draw, Claire, with you. Um, what did you say? Clearly you don't have the, the podcasting gene in you. Anyway, um, what? speaking <laughs> of guys who had the podcasting gene, Marks and Angles. Um, Marks and Angles. Those guys um, would have totally... They would have had a fire podcast. I would have they would had, an have had a better podcast, but Marks and Angles... They would have had a very obnoxious podcast. If not, if not Lennon and Stalin. I don't what I don't want I don't want fucking have Joseph Stalin I don't give a shit what Joseph Stalin thinks now if I had a, like a little like um like like uh like a little culture a little, little oh. culture pod that Lennon ran where he just just gave all the hot goss and the SPD yeah, cool. I love that what about, like, you guys you I know I be talking about the yeah he was and Elon Musk <laughs> break up Lennon frenemies Kautsky and Lennon uh, which one's Trisha which one's Ethan Trisha's Kautsky <laughs> we're going to be talking about some theory today. We're ta- we're going to be reading. Um, it's a book by a man named. Oh, it's more of a pamphlet by a it's man named Carl. Neither of those things. It was published in a newspaper over a few days. Even but better. Yeah. Um, it's just it, a, new, a periodical. You may have heard of him. His name is Karl Marx. Mm. Um, it's called Wage, Labor, and Capital. This side B comes to us in visual format, and so if you want to follow along at home. Oh, are you going to put the slides? Yeah. <gasps> Go to, I think it's lamepod.neocities.org. I yeah, the, the official PDF podcast. The on yeah. um, I like that you put the byline on the uh, on the uh, PowerPoint as Karl Marx. Yeah, it's by him. Yeah, it's, it's by, by Karl, Marx. Karl Marx. He wrote Mr. He made this PowerPoint. Yeah. 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 Yeah, not Aaron Lame. <laughs> Aaron Lame. Yeah. And so this is uh, adapted from my from my leftist book club. Yeah. So we've we've just you know we do nothing but recycle content here at Lame Studios. Yeah. Um, and so there are going to be parts of this presentation where you oh. would, you would think it would be like book club related, mm. but we're we're just going to skip that. We but are talking about the written words, so it's not maybe not not the worst thing. Exactly. Um, but yeah, you can follow along. The slides are going to be on our website. Um, so right now I'm on the slide. I don't know what number it is, but it's Marks. It's the one that's titled Marx. The one that's titled mm-hmm. Marx is at the beginning. Um, who was Marx? Does anybody want to answer that? He was a, um, a podcaster. Yeah, a, a, <laughs> a bit of a podcaster. kind of kind of kind of fucked up little man. Mm-hmm. He well, who I, I love. He he wrote a lot of very important things. He was um, he was kicked out of many countries. He was kicked out of many countries. Um, yeah, he was kicked out. He didn't uh, write any influential work till he was 29, so guys, there's still hope for you. Um, yeah, it was in 1845 he became officially stateless. He got kicked out of Germany, and then I think he got he like lived in exile in Britain for a while. But then he like didn't he never became a citizen. No, he was yeah, with Angles hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah just Louis Guy Angles writing everything. England know. didn't. The reason he was in England is that England didn't have a policy of like kicking people out who were exiled but france did so the german authorities kicked him out and then sent a forward advance to um to uh uh to some french police to like hey this this guy's showing up you should probably expel him from your country Mm -hmm. so they do that he shows up in france and they're like and here's your ticket um so he goes to england um and he lives out in his he lives in a fucking little hovel um, and it's and it's great um, with his cool cool rich friend Angles. And he observes. He he just hangs out at the factory all day, but he does he just watches what happens. Yeah, 
I think Marks was not particularly able-bodied. This is something I don't exactly... I've never read a biography of him, but this is something that has been said before. He wasn't particularly um, uh, all too all too able to work in the first place, but... Um, well, he did. He was able to write some books. Yeah, some man. of the books that he wrote, he wrote uh, Capital in three volumes. Yeah. Um, the Par- or the, yeah, the, the On the Paris Commune, The Communist Manifesto with Friedrich Engels, Critique on the Gotha Program, that's later in his life, and then Wage, Labor, and Capital. Yeah, Gotha Program is late, late in his life. Very, very late. Um, Wage, Labor, and Capital is written um, a year after the 1848 revolutions. I don't know if I'm spoiling that for your slides or not. Well, yeah, we'll get into it. Okay, great. And obviously, uh, he invented Marxism. No way. I I mean, that would imply that he's like, guys, I have a new thing for you, and it's called Marxism. He called it that, too. Uh, um, I think he actually called it communism, but mm-hmm. that may, may be a little too semantic for this podcast. Exactly. Um, so what is uh, wage labor and capital? It's basically supposed to be capital, the big three-volume set, but for uh, every normal people that are not economists, reading uh, just reading that volume, that tome of uh, three volumes of capital. Because yeah, the first Marx... one is okay. He spends a lot of time academically attacking, like, and analyzing and building his own account of, like, the general way, the the general economy of the world. And um, really, I mean, you kind of have to be a nerd to be into that in the first place. So, mm-hmm. you know. This particular text was edited very heavily after Marx died by um, his best friend, Engels. Yeah. So there is, um, we talk, I don't know if we're going to talk about labor power in this one, we're going to expose the thing. The original publication in um, the New Rhyme Times about this, he just called it labor. And then in eight, 1891, this this book was given a revision and, and Engels changed it to labor power, which was a cool, much cooler term that was slightly different. And you should know it. They're calling it labor power. Literally. So... Another important thing is the Paris Commune. You God, you can't fucking talk about any of this shit without talking about the Paris Commune, <laughs> there's guys. Of, there's a lot of background Fuck. on this. Um, and so I don't even... I don't know why I put this here. This is a lot of... I mean, definitely read up on it. The well, Paris no, Commune... First, this first bullet point. Sim- similar to the uh, Capitol Hill... Uh, I don't believe that it is zone. similar. I don't believe no, this. That, Were you just writing project. this in June 2020? Yeah. Were you feeling a little exciting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was feeling very excited for the things transpiring, and then, yeah. wow. Yeah, the Paris learn? Commune happened, and um, it uh, um, it changed Marx. It changed Marx. Okay, so basically, up until the Paris Commune, Marx had just been writing about what is the like what this dictatorship of the proletariat that he's been imagining is going to look like. He's had this idea of. Capitalism is going to eat itself from the... It's going to cannibalize itself from the inside from all of its contradictions. It's going to collapse. And it, what will replace it is the workers are going to rise up and establish a dictatorship of the proletariat. Full stop. Nobody knew what yeah. that would look like until the Paris Commune. Some And when some big... When some cool mad lads in Paris tried it. Mm-hmm. The French National Guard, they tried to take those cannons away from the Parisians, and they they went and revolted. Yeah, it's quite amazing how much of an accident the Paris Commune was, um, but it was cool. It was um, it was a really interesting time. The biggest thing, I mean, Lenin, Lenin loves the Paris Commune. Yeah. Um, 
because obviously Lenin is trying to set up his own little dictatorship of the proletariat. In Lenin, a man who was also thinking a lot about the Paris Commune. Mm-hmm. Um, um, they one of the things, uh, or some of the things they did was they abolished the death penalty and military drafts, ended working at night, awarded pensions to families who lost members that died in the commune or defended the commune, abolished interest on debts, and provided economic framework to establish worker-owned co-ops. Didn't they also ban rent? They or banned, they suspended yeah, they rent like suspen- or forget- suspension of rent. Uh, they like had a permanent eviction moratorium. Um, things that are very similar to today. The biggest thing that he did was, which is not exactly relevant to this book, but more to state and revolution, was they instituted a policy of direct election of bureaucrats. Yeah, and recallable. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's Lenin. Lenin will talk about that's that. That's a bridge to burn yeah. later, yeah. So there's three sections of this book, which yeah. for some reason I decided to call the three great divisions. And it's bizarre because the book was written in five installments. Um, <laughs> or not the, 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 the work was written in five installments. Mm-hmm. I got done reading the third one. I thought it was over and then flipped over to section four. And I'm like, fuck, what? Mm-hmm. Um, so we have the uh, relation of the wage labor to capital, slave, capital, slavery of the worker and rule of the capitalist in section one. The inevitable ruin of the middle classes and the so-called peasants under the pe- present system. And finally, the commercial subjugation and exploitation of the bourgeois classes of the various European nations by the despot of the world market. Man, this guy really had a lot of words to get out. Uh, that's Karl Marx for you. Yeah. <laughs> this is an easier one to read than Capital. Capital's not too bad. Um, so let's talk about wages, prices, and commodities. Yeah. What are wages? How are they determined? Um, wages. Would you like to say what a wage is? Uh, it's a special way of referring to... Um, what you spend on a commodity when that commodity is labor power. Um, are okay. we, am I too far ahead for you? A little bit, but I like it. I like the, I like the enthusiasm. Okay, let me take a separate, let me take a separate stab at this then. Okay. Wages are um, means of sustenance, explicitly, not actually a dollar amount. All right, I like This it. is my other guess. If you ask Marx... He would say that your labor power is being sold by the worker for a wage. Nice. Um, not the amount of labor, but your capacity to do labor. You're yeah. not selling yourself. Like, you're, you're not selling your time. You're selling your labor potential. And that's, like, a whole thing to, like, get your head around. Because wage is valued as the capacity to do work, not the value of your work. If that makes sense. That's what Marx is saying in, in this part. Um your wage is not your share in the profit of the commodity. It's the part of the cost of the commodity. And we'll have some diagrams here to explain exactly what that means. Um, basically, it's like your employer, your slave owner. Because we're all wage slaves, aren't we? Yeah, it is, <laughs> is, uh Has a whole bunch of money or, or capital. And they're like, I need to transform these raw materials into something valuable so I can sell it and make more money, make a profit. But I don't, I can't do that myself. I need people to do that for me. And so I will hire you, Jenry, to, to build my trinkets for me. Yes. Um, for a certain amount of time every day. And whatever you get done, you get done. So even though you work like eight hours, which back then it would have been like twelve hours. Yeah, no fucking way. I was getting an eight-hour shift in eighteen forty-nine. <laughs> um, maybe in, maybe in like sixteen hours. Yeah. 
the fight for 15, but it's a 15-hour workday. God. Yeah. <laughs> um, they would be paying you for your labor potential, not because you did eight hours of or 16 hours or whatever hours of work you did. It was because you did. You you're, you simply being there adds value to the product. Yes. And increases the profit, which is what they want. Because of the profit yeah, motive. Not a whole lot of salaried factory employees. Mm-hmm. Um. Why did, oh, this, Karl Marx asked this question, too. Why does the worker sell their time as a commodity? Um, well, uh, at this point, because there is no other alternative. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, a, a, a keywords big... to search, um, enclosure, um, yeah, just enclosure. Yeah. A big thing to note, people always talk a lot about, like, oh, man. In capitalism, it's free. It's free. free everything is like you can choose what you want to do. The free market, baby. The free market, man. It's yeah, it's man. great. You know, you're not beholden to anybody's will. But really, you can't choose not to work. This is true. Or else you'll die. Yeah, mm. they've done this to us, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, in the dictatorship or the proletariat, though, you would still have to work. Well, generally, but, people. This is a different. We yeah, can't get. I cannot believe you just. You, you just. You just opened this for. We're talking about wage. We can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Right, I'm, I'm getting. I'm getting my uh, Marx and London crossed. Yeah, please stop. <laughs> the next section. Um, Stay in your fucking land. The next section um, is like some basic economics. Um, by what is the price of a commodity determined? Yeah. Supply people and that, demand. People that sell things are in a competition to sell them, and people that buy things are in a competition to buy them. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it mean for prices of goods to go up and down? Marx asks us. Yeah. Um, basically, he says the cost of production governs what is a good price of a commodity. If a good costs five dollars to produce, a reasonable price for it to be six dollars, but a terrible price would be four dollars. Yeah. Um, and one of the one of the component the the commodity is a is valued off the production cost, and the production cost is a sum of parts put into it and one of these mm-hmm. parts are labor and so how are wages determined yeah basically the same as supply and demand so let's let's say you've never heard of supply and demand oh god we're really we're yeah doing... what's supply and demand i don't know <laughs> cool there might be somebody out there I don't who know. knows maybe they're at this very table <laughs> 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 you have let's say just hypothetically speaking Let's say you're a semiconductor manufacturer in the year 2021. Yeah. Um, and you're selling uh, computer chips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, people really want computer chips. Desperately. Um, but the factories are not making enough computer chips. Sad. And so you don't have as many computer chips to sell, but you still have to make money. And so what do you do? You raise the price on the computer chips so you can make money. And pay your pay your workers their wages and pay your overhead and or you're just price price gouging. This or is critical. This is just critical. You can't just raise the price, and, and they you will. Can't just raise the price. Yeah. Um, and so, if there is low supply, high demand, prices go up. If there's a high supply and a low demand, if it's like, I don't know, uh, like acorns on the ground, right? They're sure. all over the place. Nobody really wants them. They're mm-hmm. free. Yeah. But. If they're like gourmet acorns, you grow them in like in some 
acorn okay, orchard. Okay, this is insane. Organic yeah. acorns. Organic acorns. <laughs> yeah. Those are higher because they're limited. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so the same follows through with wages. If there is a, quote, worker shortage. Yeah. And like, if there's an actual worker shortage, not what's happening right now. But if there's, like, an actual, if there's, like, an actual, like, oh, like, an entire industry literally just died. Well, I mean, don't be so extreme. Let's be a little more normal. If you if there's not people applying to work at your company mm -hmm. and you just don't have a huge labor pool, then it's more difficult to, you know, mm -hmm. the it's more difficult to fire your your workers and replace them or it's, you know, or you have to you have to, you know, you have to literally pay more if you want to be a little more basic with it. But if you have a bunch of workers and they're all dying to get a job, then you can kind of pay whatever you want um, as low as possible and they'll still work. Because if someone says, no, I want to hire wage, you can just say no to them and hire someone else who will work. Yes. Case in point, uh, neoliberalism. Sure, man. I mean, that's like, yeah. That's, a, that's an easy thing for people to is it, grasp. Yeah. Is it? Is, is neoliberalism the easiest thing to grasp, Aaron? <laughs> well, like, like, you know, like outsourcing jobs in, neo, in neoliberalism. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. If you want to get geographical about it. If you want to yeah. get geographical then yeah and so all of these come together to our little handy dandy chart here wow look at Ooh, you um, and this so is huge people we've talked about the values of materials we've talked about values from your labor we've talked about the profit motive we talked about your wages how do they all come together in the price of a product if you're buying a product and it costs $22 where is that money going Let's say that, for example, it costs $10 for the raw materials of whatever product you have. Marx likes to use, like, weird things, like birdhouses or, like, uh, different weird machines. Yeah. How dare you insult the birdhouse industry? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's booming. Mm-hmm. Um, and the so... people of 1849 desperately needed birdhouses. <laughs> you don't understand. If And this is kind of a simplistic approach of what cost breakdown would be but um you have the value of materials and instruments of whatever you're having um this is like marx makes a distinction in capital between there's like there's like constant capital and variable capital and he has like a whole there's like a whole equation with that in there it's like calculus yeah if you're a real nerd you can algebra. get into it but it's mm -hmm. not not strictly necessary to know what must be done with there's like primes involved but the, the yeah. point is the material that you use to turn a product into something more valuable is capital uh, we're going to get in more defined and refined as to what that actually is later um, so that's part of it is what goes into the product and then there's actually transforming the product into something that's useful and that's the value that you produce by you working on the product so if you're making birdhouses you spend however much time, you know, hammering the nails in and you, you make it all sand, sanded, painted, everything like that. You make it valuable. And that time isn't free. It's worth something. Um, and so that goes into the cost of a product. And then, of course, your boss has to make money because uh, capitalism uh, is the profit motive. So they have, to, they have to add a little bit of charge there. Now, what happens, what's interesting is the uh, value produced by your labor, you can break that down into the share of what your boss gets because you here's here's the thing about capitalism this is what richard wolf will always say yeah is yeah, you yeah. never work for your actual value yeah mm -hmm. like there is um 
you know, if you want to go back to the semiconductor thing, right, the companies will charge more for the semiconductors, but that proportionally it is only increasing the share of value that they get out of product in comparison to what a worker is getting out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's it very rarely are the increase, the, the increase of um, profits, uh, the increase of income go with a increase of wages because if you increase the wages you don't have an increase in profit Mm -hmm. um and these are these are directly proportional to one another it's a little you know they're um i'm not going to get into math but whatever the thing where it's like makes 180 degrees and you have like one line whatever i we'll cut this from the podcast i don't know i don't know about math (laughs) something about geometry guys you know what i mean um so like if you if you kept all of your value that you produced um, your boss would not be making any money. Capitalism would literally not be sustainable. Um, so let's say your boss is very generous and they say, we're going to hire you on. You work eight hours a day. I'll take half of the value you produce. That's that's very generous for the laborer. Yeah, very frequently nice. Frequently the boss takes more. <laughs> but in our, in our little uh, $22 semiconductor... Um, We'll say that if you produce $10 of value, you take home $5, your boss takes home $5. You know, you, mm-hmm. the boss is employing you after all. They're giving you an opportunity to work. Yeah, this okay. is, yeah. I mean, like, this is, this analogy is most easy to share on these gigantic multinational corporations or whatever, where truly your your CEO or your, your shareholders have nothing to do with the mm-hmm. labor you're making. Um, if you're the CEO of, like, a GM... Yeah, uh, you are doing very little uh, actual assembling of cars. Yeah, and, and if yeah, as compared to someone who's like a uh, like a um, a local shop owner or something, which I mean, Marx does give a different category to, like mm-hmm. petite bouge. Petite bouge, but they're still they're still bourgeois. Still, Do not forget, bourgeois is uh, still in there. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> Marx. Has, there's a whole section of capital actually based on that because it doesn't really matter what the bosses pay themselves because they still come out ahead like no matter what. Yeah, of course. Um, because well, of They the, wouldn't be doing it. Right, because they... of the fact that there's only one of them and multiple of the workers, as long as they're taking any amount of money from you to pay themselves, they're, from you, the workers, they're yeah. still coming out ahead. Yeah. And so that's kind of our price breakdown. This is a fun graph. I like this. Yeah, graph. it's a good graph. It's a good nice, graph. Uh, Great think, for the podcast. I think it's the only. Yes. <laughs> well, you, and you can download it too. Yeah, um, that's true. Right. Apologies if you're listening in the car. But um, here's some takeaways from this section. As we finish with this section, getting paid for a job is not renting your time; it's selling your labor power to a capitalist. Uh, the prices of commodities are ter- determined by market forces like supply and demand, ultimately by the cost to produce an item, and factored into the cost to produce an item is the cost of materials, the price of your labor power, a.k.a. the wage. Nailed it. Moving on to section two. Wow. The relationship of commodities, production, and wages to capital. What could that possibly mean? Let's talk about it. Marx talks to us about the nature and growth of capital oh god i forgot he also talked about this too jesus christ man talk about the... there's a lot that this like 10 pages cover mm-hmm. what is capital is it a person is it a thing is it a concept it's, a, it's just a bunch of loose bunch of loose objects really mm-hmm. it's just a collection mark says that people become people and commodities become capital when they can be used to generate surplus value 
the method of generating surplus value, of course, changes with time. Um, and then there's the whole Marxian thing of historical materialism. Yeah, know. which we love. Um, I mean. Feudalism was more agrarian. Um, you have the serfs, they're just like hanging out in their land. And then every now and then they'd get like a the lord come a knocking, say, hey, give me some food. But the serfs didn't really have to like contend with uh, working in a factory. The serfs have a level of security mm-hmm. in that they are physically tied to the land in a way, and their labor will always meet their material benefits. Um, and then there is the next era. And then there's mercantilism, and that's like trade and slave base. That's like after feudalism. And then, of course, there's capitalism. It's more industrial ways of generating surplus value. Yeah. Um, Marx loves to analyze all of this to death and Engels does too and there's yeah, man. many many volumes written about these which I will not get into in this show but you can you can look it up on your own time um, basically Marx kind of talks about more in this section of um, you are not really paid what you're worth um, because of how capital works let's do a little thought experiment okay mm-hmm. You make three dollars a day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Bread. Bread costs three dollars. Okay. An economic okay. crisis hits. You now make two dollars a day, and bread falls to one dollar. You can now buy two loaves of bread for a day's wages. How awesome is that? It's pretty you're, sick. You're rich now. Yeah. But that one dollar you lost still has to go somewhere. And where does it go? To the capitalist. Yeah. Marx says, wages are not a share of the worker and the commodities produced by them. Wages are that part of already existing commodities with which the capitalist buys a certain amount of productive labor power. So... Yeah. So there are general wages. Mm -hmm. There are general wages and there are relative wages, right? Mm -hmm. So this little economic crash you described would actually be an increase in wages generally because I can buy more things for for the money that my boss pays me but it is not a relative change of wage, which right. is what I was talking about earlier. Yeah, Marx talks a lot about relative wages and real wages, and that's like a whole section. Yeah, it's um, interesting. It's interesting. It's in there. Um, then we get to the third the third section. We just breeze through that second section. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is great. The that's con- all you need The to consequences know. of the continued growth of capital. Uh, it's bad, folks. Your actions have consequences, capitalist. Um, in what manner does the growth of productive capital affect wages? Um Basically, the Luddites had a point. The Luddites absolutely were right. Um, they they saw it. They were the first people to see it. They knew what was happening. Machines are coming to take your jobs. Machines are coming to take your jobs. And not only are they coming to take their jobs, but machines are coming to take their jobs. And there's nothing anyone in the process can do anything about. Except for the Luddites. They were right. Um, there only should have been... If only there were more of them. Um... There's a whole there's a whole analysis here that Marx goes into about uh, relative wages and like you, how your wages increase in a year. It's a lot of math, um, and if you're yeah. if you're listening, it def- check out the PowerPoint. Yeah, ch- and and that and that is part of this is why there is the tendency to of of profits to decline, tendency of the rate of profits to decline, or whatever they say. It's a lot of words at once, but this is part of the reason. Um, is uh, insane competition um, 
is that the industrial place is um, in the original version of this. Uh, Engels edited it out, but Mark, Mark's referred to, to it as an industrial war. Um, it is, and it's the chaotic nature of of, of capitalism. Yeah, and that where big numbers win. Mm-hmm. Capitalism, everybody's like, it. oh man, it's so it's so planned. Economics is such a a planned field. Everything is laid out, but really, you go behind the scenes. It's very chaotic. Chaotic. Nice. The chaotic nature of capital. Um, part of the chaotic nature of capital that Marx really talks about in this last section is how worker or the capitalists like to eat each other up for gobbling, 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 because the smaller capitalists get eaten by the larger capitalists and they start to grow and grow and grow into larger monopolies. And this is yeah. part, part of when Marx was starting to predict monopoly capitalism. Lenin talks about this more in imperialism. Um, but it's pretty much all about how eventually, given enough time, given enough, Resources. There will be one company. Yeah. Uh, because it's how capitalism works. Um, because the profit motive is too high, and if you can get rid of your competition, why wouldn't you? Yeah. The law. I mean, there's law of big numbers. There's mm-hmm. laws of like of scale. Um, and generally, it makes you um worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is there is no situation in the in the um, uninterrupted sort of movement of capitalism towards monopoly capitalism. There is no sort of scenario where the worker um makes it out with anything mm-hmm. um and so basically the conclusion of of this short section is capitalists use relative and real wages to give the illusion of being paid more in reality they're always coming out on top you know there's the boom bust cycle of capitalism we just had a recession uh and it will come again soon. how many how many uh triple digit billionaires did uh, we get out of that too many too many um but not you, lame listener. You will buy the dip, right? We're all going to get out here. We're going to get our wallets open and ready. We're going to ride the NASDAQ um, to the to this next greatest high. Um, this is absolutely the, 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 this is absolutely the analysis you should be taking away from this. Um. Yeah. Um, and basically, like, uh, capitalism, if left unchecked, is bad. I mean, capitalism, if left, left checked, is bad. But also, if left unchecked, it's very bad. Look no further than like 1800, 1870s America or 1870s anywhere really. Yeah. Um, and Lenin talks about all of this more in detail in imperialism, but um, it is a very, very, very interesting thing to read about. I think I like I like imperialism. That's a fun one. Um, but we've we've uh, we've reached the end of uh, our theory this time, um, and so. If you're interested in reading some more, uh, you know, we're doing a little, uh, I guess, a little slideshow thing. Go on the website. Read Wage, Labor, and Capital. Read Value, Price, and Profit. Those are some interesting ones to get into at the beginning. Check out our episode about, uh, we were doing State and Rev. A little bit of State and Rev. We tied it back to the Lexington bureaucracy. Sure. Um, That was Marxism Generism. That was a fun one. That's the name of that one. Um, Do you guys hear that? (laughs) 